devastated. Totally devastated. I heard something, somebody yell out this morning and my husband went down to check because we live on the top and, and it was on the second floor. But we didn't hear any gunshots. That's Shauna. Uh, just gave us her first name. She lives in the apartment building where this uh, shooting of the two Edmonton police officers took place early yesterday morning. You heard before the commercial break, uh, City Councillor Aaron Rutherford, who represents the area, saying there are concerns, you know, about shootings and about how it seems like the, the social disorder and some of the crime that affects downtown Edmonton might be creeping a little bit further afield, which would take them into neighbourhoods like Inglewood. We're going to chat now with Daryl Niedermeyer, who is the president of the Inglewood Community League. Um, Daryl, thanks so much for being here. I really do appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you very much, Shay. Yeah. You know, this, this story, we've talked to people from all across the country and all across the province who've been affected by this and uh, the impact that it's had on them. I'm wondering, for someone who is the president of the Community League, where this happened, um, how did the news hit you yesterday that this had taken place so close to your home? Well, um, you know, certainly, I mean, <clears throat> pardon me, I woke up in the morning, um, listened to the news, and then heard the traffic reports that uh, there was closures, and I'm like, oh, oh, it's in my neighborhood. And then um, uh, social media kind of uh, broke a bit, and our communication director at the league, uh, you know, reached out to me and said, okay, it's... It, Here's some of the details because we it was still so early, and so um, I spent um, uh, before I even had breakfast. I went over to the neighborhood, walked through to talk to some of the residents. Um, many of them were very distraught, visibly distraught. Some had no idea what happened yet um, because it, it still was breaking news, and uh, it's very tragic. And as a league, um, our uh, Condolences and sympathy go to the families of Constables Jordan and Ryan um, as they're dealing with this, and uh, but also to the residents of that particular housing project because uh, that has to be such a problem to, to have had this happen in your building, in your place of residence, your place of safety. And as a community, we're trying. Uh, we have a hall, uh, and we're trying to find the resources to actually help people work through this trauma. Um and uh, so we'll have some news on that uh, that we'll put out through our social media channels probably in the next day or so. It's been very difficult finding resources to help people because uh, the city has no capacity to, to help communities um, dealing with these sort of traumas. And, and uh, we're just afraid that that will help perpetuate the story of trauma in people's lives because they, many of them are new Canadians that live there. And uh, some of them have come from countries and places where violence is perpetual. And so uh, we're afraid that some of them are being re-traumatized by this. You know, you, you mentioned the trauma within the community, and it's such a good point. And we're talking, you know, you mentioned the people who live in that complex. That's a massive complex. You're talking about a, a lot of people who, who live there. I mean, just give us an idea of how big this particular apartment complex is. Yeah, it's a, it's a large area. There are about 36 um, apartment buildings. They're about three stories tall. In total, I believe there's over 600 units uh, in that complex. Um, and it's... Uh, um, we have... I mean, they're... There, we have a lot of new Canadians uh, in that area. Um, a lot of people in Inglewood are uh, hardworking, um, you know, families, young families. Um, 
it's yeah, it's it's so tragic. Yeah, I, I, it it really and truly is. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to hear um, the comment from Councillor Aaron Rutherford. It's really short, so I'll just play it again, and then and then we can talk about okay. what she said. Inglewood, Woodcroft, mm-hmm. Prince Charles, where some of these shootings have happened in the last while are just on the periphery of downtown and so we're seeing that push out. Yeah, she's talking about, you know, she's concerned about gun violence and rising violence in the area. As president of Inglewood, what what have you seen? How would you describe, you know, public safety in the community you represent? Well, certainly a story like this shakes people to the core. Um, And we tend to, you know, we tend to exaggerate the negative. if we look at the shootings that have happened recently, and yes, uh, Edmonton has had an increase in gun violence across the city. Um, this particular incident the, um, yesterday seems to be a domestic violence issue. Um, and uh, I mean, that's tragic. Some of the other incidents, uh, there was you know, a shooting um, across the street from Inglewood in a, in a pizza hut earlier this week that just seemed to be a random act of violence, um, not really related to anything necessarily tied to the, the neighborhood. Um, but I think we do need to, when this is all over, have a, a chat with, um, well, I'm using chat euphemistically. Uh, we need to have an in-depth sort of conversation as a community in terms of how we can make things uh, safer. I think mental health is really one of the challenges that has been uh, forgotten and underfunded um, as we've gone through this pandemic. Um, I think a lot of people are still struggling with the mental issue of the lockdown. If you're in a relationship uh, and you've had to live with somebody who you really don't get along with, then I think that has uh, been a challenge as well for the last couple of years. Um, and I think we we need to have those conversations. I think now is not quite the time for it, um, but I think within uh, you know a few weeks, once the initial hurt uh, has happened, then I think we can have a more structured sort of uh, conversation. Yeah, and they're and they're happening not just in your community, Daryl. Of course, as you know, I mean, this is an issue yeah. that's affecting a lot of parts of of our city and of Calgary and other areas in the province as well. Um, you, mm-hmm. you talked about trying to to cobble together some resources and and set up at the community hall for people who need help. Um, what what do you envision there, and what is it that you're having a hard time sourcing? Well, so certainly, um, you know, for for people who have an employee assistance program. Um, you know, they have some resources uh, for people who belong to a large organization, um, you know, the police service, uh, you know, they have resources available. Um, but people who are marginally employed, part time employed, casual workers, uh, people who are stay at home uh, child raisers, uh, we have not been able to find resources for them. Uh, what we are looking for is not not long-term individual counseling. We're looking for trauma response. Uh, when I've worked in post-secondary education institutions in the past, uh, those teams uh, were available uh, when an event happened uh, so that we could very quickly respond and try to help people normalize their experience by sharing with others in a safe uh, environment where they could uh, open up and feel some vulnerability and and find some community. Um, those are the resources that don't seem to exist. It, you're absolutely right uh, to, to talk about how important that is. And um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what the option. I don't know what the answer is. Because you're right. It's it, it's something that would probably be very beneficial to making sure that this isn't repeated down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the story that started yesterday didn't start yesterday. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. there's a 16-year-old young man, boy, who somehow got a hold of a gun, knew how to use that gun, um, and shot dead two police officers and possibly his mother, uh, the story is kind of emerging, um, before turning the gun on himself. That's not a normal childhood. That story of that person um, started years ago, and it just happened to hit the news yesterday. And my worry and my concern is that people who are living through that trauma now, unless we can offer them some uh, help and and healing, maybe starting new stories uh, for the future based on this. Yeah, I think you make a really, really good point. Um, Daryl, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Important conversation. Thanks so much, Shay.